0: Hello, this is the tall and short of it, everything CCC. I'm Lil Dean. I'm Big G. All right, so spring sports are in full motion. Week 2 action. Week 2 action. There's no really question marks anymore. We're kind of seeing who the top teams are in the state and in the CCC. Um, But before we jump into spring sports, I just want to give a shout-out to um, some nationally recognized players this week. uh, Donovan Klingon from basketball the espn new rankings dropped and he was ranked number 44 wow in the class of 22 damn um so shout out to donovan Klingon. good Um, for him and then also frank mazucato pitcher from east catholic uh was recently recognized by baseball america on their instagram page and also on their website so um ccc doing the thing yeah representing representing central connecticut and uh giving us some national exposure. So shout-out to Klingon and Mazzucato for doing their thing. Nice. And I guess that is a good segue into baseball. So we have our rankings. We only have two undefeated teams in the CCC right now. We have mm-hmm. East Catholic and Southington, who are both undefeated. East Catholics at 6-0, and Southington at 5-0. and um, Yep. They're scheduled to play each other on May 10th, so – yeah. We'll keep an eye on them, and hopefully it'll
1: be a battle of two undefeated teams yeah. when that game comes around. Probably no surprise there. Both perennial powerhouses, correct? East Catholic has the ability to recruit, in a way, get kids from a lot of different parts of the state. They won't admit that, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just an opportunity to play for a great team and go to a good school, perhaps. Yeah, for And Sellington, sure. just being a huge town, just the, the talent pool there... I, mean, mm-hmm. I would guess they have what four thousand kids in their high school.
0: Yeah, they lost the Double L um, championship the last time there was a yeah. season in, in two
1: thousand nineteen. Yeah, so um, just huge talent pool. Always, all sports, Southington uh, can pull from a lot of a deep athlete pool. So, so Southington
0: five and zero, East Catholic six and zero. Those are our one and two teams. East Catholic one, Southington two. Uh, then we have Enfield or Hall. I'm sorry, at five and one. In our three spot, uh, with they lost to Southington just the other day, so their one loss being against Southington. Enfield at 5-1 and one in the fourth spot with their one loss to Newington. And then we have Newington in our five spot at 4-1. and one. Nice. So Newington rounding it out. But, um, yeah, the story here, really, East Catholic and Southington. Um, East Catholic, 6-0, and o, they have all of the – pieces to really put together a season and in my opinion i don't think they they should lose a game this season with with the talent they have on their team they are going to have a target on their back all year long yeah. and i think that's what it's going to come down to is these these young high school players that if they can show up to every game because you know they actually lost um won, won a close one against toland who toland is one and four um and they beat him 10 to 7 so Every team's going to go into them hoping to give them their first loss, um, yep. and and they just can't can't look past any any teams.
1: Yeah, I agree. East Catholic has the recipe for a state championship. You mentioned they have one of the best pitchers in the state, kind yep. of nationally That's nationally recognized. Not the best pitcher in the state. Yet. And they have D one talent in other positions, right? So, yep. I think they're poised to make a deep run probably it might be I might even say it'd be a disappointment disappointment if they didn't win the state championship yeah for Class M for given sure. their talent. yeah yep, they should
0: win the state championship. they, they should um, go pretty much undefeated. I mean we'll see. Southington is also a good school. Um, so Southington is also five and0. Um, they just beat Hall yesterday or Saturday. 6-3. Um, to three. Hall was also undefeated going into that game. Um, Southington has some good bats. They have um, a kid, Dante Diamore who has two home runs already earlier wow. in the season. Nice. Um, and on Friday against New Britain was a single shy of hitting the cycle, hitting for the cycle, wow. and he was actually intentionally <laughs> walked. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um <laughs> you think so, they did just to? I don't know what the score was at that time. You think they might have done it just to prevent him from? You know, is is that like a seen as an embarrassing thing? Like, oh, this dude's gonna hit the cycle on us. We're not gonna let him. Do baseball teams do that, Dean? I wouldn't say it's um,
0: seen as an embarrassment. Um, listen, it was a close game.
1: It was four to one. So, okay. So um, it was probably yeah. If he's hitting the crap out of the ball, he's yeah, they're probably if, like, all right. We're gonna if
0: if it was if if. Southington was blowing him out I would say that's kind of like a um bush league move to yeah. sort of prevent him from getting the yeah. cycle yeah but um it was it was strategic you know he he was obviously on fire um yeah they also have uh, Borges who pitched for them uh against New Britain had four hits struck out five and walked just one batter so I mean not overpowering stuff but he he definitely Commands the strike zone and throws strikes and makes them put it in play. And there's a couple other players on on Southington to highlight. Uh, they have Jack McCannis, who went two for three against New Britain, and Devin Bade, who had a big double um, to contribute to Southington. Sev- only seven hits. Um, Bade actually started off the season
1: eight for his first eight.
0: <laughs> so, wow! So Southington can definitely swing it.
1: Um, how how's their? they have some pitchers that are college bound perhaps i'm
0: not i'm not sure i'm sure they do have some um not, no big name pitchers but i think if there's a team that could compete with east, east catholic it's definitely them and because they can swing the bat so we know east catholic can i think that's what it's going to take to beat east catholic because East Catholic has their their good pitching, um, so I think they're going to have to to swing the bat a little bit. Um, it's going to be tough though, because East Catholic has the pitching. You know, they, at any given mm-hmm. day, outside of Frank Mazacato, yep. they they have other good pitchers.
1: Yeah, hopefully by the time when the when they play each other hopefully we'll have our media credentials by then and we'll be able to go in <laughs> yeah, and no. you know
0: we, we, we're ciac dragging their feet with those media. yeah if anyone
1: there. who's listening has an in uh maybe mr joel cookson if you're listening can you please help us get uh, media passes we sent you an email with our pictures and everything <laughs> yeah yeah we'd love uh, to get media credentials and you know we want to watch these games and give our local athletes some shine, the shine that they they deserve. And, you know, local radio, podcasting, I think it would be great for our young athletes in Central Connecticut. Mm -hmm.
0: So, just going back to East Catholic, they have, like I said, they have other pitchers besides Frank Mazzucato. Um, They have TJ Wynn, who just yesterday, on Saturday, um, pitched a one-hit complete game shutout against E.O. Smith with nine strikeouts. Um, he's going to Endicott, uh, which nice. is a very good D three school. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, they have, they have all the pieces. Um, East Catholic, and I think, like you said, it would be definitely a disappointment if they didn't win the Class M state championship for their fifth state championship. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll definitely keep our eye on them. Like I said, they're going to have definitely have a target on their back every game that they play, but also. You need eight wins to make it to the state tournament in high school baseball. It also comes down to a little bit of strategy towards the end of the season with these coaches. It's like, are we going to throw our ace against East Catholic, who might beat us anyway? Right. Or are we just going to throw out anybody? And
1: right. Uh, I actually kind of maybe looking a little too far ahead, but still, let's look ahead to the playoffs because we agree that East Catholic is playoff bound. Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, Two more wins and they're yeah. <laughs> lost in yeah.
1: the spot. So let's say usually the road to the championship is five games. Maybe because of COVID it's a little different, but let's assume it's five games. And I'm assuming that your best pitcher, Mazzucato, will start three out of those five games, the first game, the third game, and the championship game if you get there. yeah. How likely do you think it would be that a team, they might hold off their best pitcher for when East Catholic has – is not starting Mazzacato. They'll save their best pitcher because they're seeing we might get matched up with East Catholic in the second round.
0: I, I think you, in the state tournament you can't really play that. You gotta you gotta pitch your best pitcher. You gotta pitch every game. Yep. Take it one game at a time. Yep. Um, cause you like like you said, if you want them to pitch three games. Um, yeah. I mean, with the pitch count rules and everything in play too. Um, but you know, if you get up early, then. It's not a bad idea to pull your starter yep. uh, before he hits that pitch count limit right. and then still be able to use them in relief. Um, Certainly. So that that's um, one way of looking at it. But I think you, you always have to start your ace. You can't take any in game lightly. One. Yeah, this, in yeah, game yeah, one. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that pretty much wraps up our baseball for the first couple of weeks. I know, G, you follow following the volleyball, yep. and that's also off to a – pretty
1: hot start. Yeah I think the call that I made last week calling Conard probably the best team in the CCC I think they're the ones that are rising to the top so the lead here after week two of volleyball is that Conard, vo- Conard boys volleyball remains undefeated at 6-0. and This past week they beat Wilcott Tech 3 nothing, Farmington 3-2 to and they beat Simsbury three games to nothing. All were away games uh, so that maybe counts a little bit, you know. It's tough to go on the road for a full week straight, for sure. Got to travel a little bit at least, long mm-hmm. bus rides. Yeah. And I couldn't watch any of these games on the West Hartford Community Inter- Interactive YouTube because I think they only have, or they're only able to film when they're home games. So, okay. all this information I'm getting is via Max Preps. All
0: right. So
1: shout out to uh, the coaches and uh, Max Preps for compiling this information. So, I thought so their toughest game of the week was Farmington. Okay. And they won three games to two, and I thought the scores were really interesting. The first game, Conard won twenty-five to eight, so it looks like they're they're going to roll. The next game, they lost twenty-five to fifteen. They lost, kind of kind of the total opposite.
0: Yeah.
1: Next game, they win twenty-five sixteen easily. Next game, they lose twenty-five seventeen, not really close. And then the final game, they won fifteen to seven. So not no game was close, which is. I found that pretty weird, but... Yeah. Losing concentration, but then obviously get, getting it back at the right time. Yeah. Maybe not... Maybe playing to the level of their competition a little bit. Farmington's not a bad team, but I think Conard is has clearly risen to become the best team mm-hmm. in the CCC. Yeah, uh, Ryan Roller, during that Farmington game, had 30 kills and 10 aces, and... You know, 10 aces is using that sick jump serve these he's got. Again, this is per max preps. Yeah. And also added four blocks, which is pretty, like I said last week, he's got the complete package, can attack from the back row, mm-hmm. which, Dean, I, I don't know if I properly explained the back row attack, which I, I'm not sure most are aware. Um, so when, when a person rotates to the back row, they are not allowed, if they want to try to spike the ball, They're not allowed to jump inside the 10-foot line, so they have to jump from behind that 10-foot line. So he's jumping from the back part of the court and still able to spike it down Mm -hmm. with force, and I think that's obviously why he's going to Springfield because he has that ability, that skill, and obviously that leaping ability. Now
0: 30 kills, so every time the ball is served or every time the ball is on the Connard half, obviously they're just trying to get
1: They're feeding him. Yeah, they're feeding yeah. him the rock. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So thirty kills. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. And then yeah. how many aces did you say? Six. Ten. Ten aces.
1: Yeah, per max prep. So he's using the jump serve and he's you know putting it down. So he's killing it. But I also add I also mentioned that Conard has a nice supporting cast. Yes. And Aiden Buyak, the middle hitter, mm-hmm. had eight kills that game. Pretty good.
0: Okay. But I'll say even. I mean, eight eight compared to thirty is sure.
1: <laughs> we need someone to, to be able to yeah, to. Um, why it's important to have a strong middle hitter, roller who's hitting from the outside. If, if he's going to have two blockers, always on the outside trying to block him because they're not paying attention to anyone in the middle, then that makes it harder for roller to get kills. But if you have a solid middle hitter, the middle blocker on defense has to at least pay attention a little bit. Has to be aware of a, of a middle hit coming. So perhaps Aiden might have the ability to, you know, fake, like he's going to jump and spike it a quick spike in the middle. Maybe Mm -hmm. he fakes that. And that leaves the outside hitter, most likely roller or someone else to be able to have a more clear path to, to, to spike it down. So it's important to have, you know, the threat. It's kind of like having the, uh, a hitter protect you in baseball because you have to, yeah, he's got to be able to, you got to, have your best player see some good pitches because mm-hmm. if you don't have anyone protecting him behind him then they'll just they, he won't get anything won't get any good looks yeah so and continuing that you know that that trend of Aiden booac stepping up continued in the sinsbury game, which they won three nothing pretty easily the scores were like twenty five seventeen no real close games, but Aiden booak had twelve kills so and he's averaging ten kills a game for the past three games versus just four kills a game in the first three games. So Okay. He's so, stepping so up. he's their number 2, you would say. In terms of attack like attacking, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And if if I were to have some advice for Ryan Roller, I'd say let let your teammates eat a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I let me eat a little.
1: Yeah, especially All right, granted, you know, sometimes you got to take over. Um but when you know, if you're winning a game pretty easily, like the Sinsbury game, look like. But is that they, advice for him, or is that? It's for like, him and the team. Yeah. I guess it's not really his call. Yeah, maybe if tell the, ball the setter is coming to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, tell the setter. Like you know, let's get uh, other guys involved because I think that in order to make a deep run in the playoffs, a team you can't do it by yourself, obviously. Yeah. So having a, teammates around you that have. The skill that the defense has to pay attention to—they're mm-hmm. not just going to focus on you and put up. Hell, they might put up a triple block if they know they're just going to feed you the whole time. You know, seventy-five percent of the time or more—it's mm-hmm. going to make things harder. So, let let your other guys—you know—get some get some spikes down. I mean, you're going to Springfield. You don't really need to get your stats up that much. <laughs> yeah. he's got a hundred, almost 150 kills already through six games. Which is 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 incredible, yeah. I and mean, you know he'll probably get to 300. Mm-hmm. And he's going to Springfield again. I'm, I'm not a volleyball coach, but I think as a fan watching, I think it'd be best for the team. Yeah, get your guys involved, and, and
0: I'm sure like a, a well coached team like Southington, um, when they play him again, of which they will. And um, like those well coached teams are are going to make the adjustment and send over their their whole attack or their yeah, whole middle defense. Blocker. Yeah, their blockers. It too. might even
1: triple block because like the coach for Southington, as we've talked about. He's uh he's got a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Teaches some advanced stuff. So if it comes to it, they might up they might throw a triple block up there just to yeah try to take roller why out not? of the game. Yeah, why yeah. not?
0: If he's if he's on the attack most of the time. Yeah. Um. Just who would you say outside of Conard is is um is also up there in the terms of the as CCC? Teams? All
1: right. So as I mentioned, Conard the best team in the CCC West. Six and zero, mm-hmm. and the CCC for volleyball. Since not every school has a volleyball team, it's just two divisions, East and West. Yeah. So Conard, definitely the best team in the West, six and zero. Farmington three and two. Uh, Southington is three and one, so they've had rolled off uh, three straight wins after their opening day loss to Conard. Mm-hmm. In Newington, at five and one. Those are the other top teams in the CCC West, and I'm looking forward to seeing Connor play Newington this Friday on the 30th at Newington, I believe.
0: Yeah, it looks like it looks like um, Newington hasn't even dropped a set or a game or since their loss to Wethersfield. Yeah. Um, so four straight wins without even dropping a yeah, game. Yeah,
1: since all their players came back from vacation, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, since their setter came back from vacation. Exactly. And then in the in the CCC East, you have yeah, some pretty good teams. Enfield's still undefeated at four mm-hmm. and zero. Glastonbury is four um, and one, and Weatherfield is five and one. And I think I mentioned that Weatherfield might be a top team in the CCC besides Conard. Yeah. But we'll see. You know, as uh, as all these teams play each other more throughout the season, we'll truly know. And that's why I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to these matchups between these Looks top like teams. Looks like
0: Weatherfield plays Enfield.
1: On um, Wednesday. Okay, good. So that, like so. so that'll I mean, be telling.
0: Uh, no, that was that was last week, so that game must have not happened.
1: Yeah, I think there was some schedule reworking yeah. of the schedule a little bit. So I'm looking forward to these key matchups that'll clearly define who is the best of the best. But yeah. we kind of know. I agree that for all sports, baseball, volleyball, we're kind of noticing who the cream of the crop. Is yeah,
0: so far. All right, moving into softball, we only have one undefeated team left in softball with Glastonbury at three and zero. Um, we also have Berlin at five and one and Enfield at five and one. motorcycle driving by, <laughs> all right. Sounds of the street, sounds, sounds of the street. Suit, uh, all right. So, um, like I said, Glastonbury three and zero, Berlin five and one, Enfield five and one, Glastonbury has scored some quite a few runs um, in their three wins. They have a total of 20 runs in their three wins, so offense is working for them. Yep. Um, tough match coming up Monday against Avon. Uh, Avon, one of the um, top pitchers in the state, and Jackie Pengal going to Syracuse. Avon only has one game so far. They're 0-1, so we'll see. I don't know why they haven't played. Maybe um, with some... Covid issues and things like that, but their one game was against East Catholic and they lost twenty-four to three. So I don't yeah. know if Jackie Pengall pitched that game. I'm hoping she didn't because uh, yeah, she's probably on spring break. <laughs> she was probably on spring break. Um, but going forward, um, just some talked about Sophie Gardner-McKinnon last week. Um, Hall is currently three and two. Offense has been struggling. They have only gave, uh, Sophie Gardner-McKinnon has had five runs scored against her in five games. Sounds with, pretty good to me, right? Yeah. But that's with, if you told me five games, five runs, you should be five and out. Without uh, a doubt. Three, three and two. Hall has only scored themselves. They've scored a total of, well, they, they lost the first game to Windsor one to nothing. Okay. So Sophie Gardner, McKinnon dealt in that game. Yeah. Um, they beat Lewis Mills four nothing. Okay. They beat Ram one nothing in twelve innings. Wow.
1: I bet you she had the one home run. No, I'm just kidding. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who
0: knows? They lost to Southington four to two. And they lost they beat they just beat Platt eight nothing. So hopefully okay. their bats have woken up and um, maybe with some warm weather.
1: Yeah, and everyone back from spring break. I mean it's <laughs> yeah. been a problem. I feel like the spring break week we can't really like hold anything. In all teams, not just uh, softball. I know there was an issue with boys volleyball. Maybe we have to, you know, discount those uh, wins and losses a little bit. Hope maybe. I don't know. Maybe
0: we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. Sophie Gardner McKinnon uh, has been dealing this year. All right. So um, she, like we said, she's going to Duke um, next year. Or actually, no, she's only a junior, but she is committed to Duke. Um, she no-hit Lewis Mills in that one nothing win. Unreal. And then she shut out Ram, the 12-inning game, one nothing. She pitched all 12 innings and struck out 28 batters. So that's two-plus batters an inning. So just oh, pumping shoot. straight cheddar. Wow. Um, if you had to put your money on getting a hit off of someone, Frank Mazzucato, or Sophie Gardner McKinnon, who are you? Who are you stepping in the box against? Uh,
1: unlikely, I'm getting a hit off either. First of all, but all right, man. So he's throwing from 60 feet, and she's throwing from 45. He's throwing upper 80s. I'm assuming she's throwing low 90s. I think he's cl- t- touching that this year. So. Oh. I mean, I'm never touching that. <laughs> just like... Just, I'm never touching just that. I'm, 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 I'm bailing out. 100%. <laughs> anything with movement that I think is coming... that looks like it's coming at my head. Wait, okay, yeah. is, he, is he a lefty? Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's not. Maybe I'm seeing it. Not really, <laughs> though. <laughs> not, not, not really. Not really seeing uh, shit or anything. Um, yeah. Ugh, man. I mean... You want the extra distance? The extra distance. No, I don't. Smaller ball. I'm gonna take because of the, the bigger ball and the bigger bat <laughs> and I'll pro I'll take the uh, Sophie Gardner McKinnon, but there's still a less than one percent chance I'm getting a hit. I mean <laughs> does not happening. I would pay to see that though. Yeah. I would pay to see that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, a fifteen-year-old high school girl striking uh, you out. Oh, uh, yeah, she'll strike up. me out too. Yeah, I, no questions asked. I think, yeah, I think I, I think I'd be able to put the ball in play against Frank Mazzucato though. I don't know though. Think
1: Pretty so? Good. I do. I okay. mean, you play ball. I mean, you still play ball. Yeah, probably could. We'll see. Yeah, well, we won't see. But who knows? Like, if you had ten at bats, then you get one hit. Yeah. Definitely. Okay.
0: All right. I'm, I'm going yachts
1: once. <laughs> okay. All right calling him out we're tagging an <laughs> yeah. on hour. yeah i'm calling him out yeah <laughs> please uh, do not call anyone out on my behalf if, it, if, <laughs> if it's baseball or softball because i'll just i'll play designated right field that's all i can <laughs> all do all right
0: yeah you'll go get my home run ball head off frank fine <laughs> perfect <laughs> all right but that that sort of wraps up our start to our spring season um I mean, we definitely have a lot of teams to watch, teams that we're going to keep an eye on. Game of the week coming up this week, though, definitely the Avon Hall softball game. Mm -hmm. Um, Two top pitchers in the state, even some would say the nation, and these two pitchers um, facing off uh, Jackie Pengall from Avon, who's committed to Syracuse, and then Sophie Gardner McKinnon from Duke. So definitely the game of the week to watch. Uh, should be a fun one. If there's any chance we get our press pass before then. <laughs> yeah. We'll check it out, but doubt it. CIAC dragging their
1: feet. i send a scathing
0: email. <laughs> no. CIAC dragging their feet. But we, we hope to be there soon. We hope to be at um, a lot of these games in person. Um, maybe even interviewing some coaches and things like that. Yeah. Um,
1: definitely look forward to doing
0: that. Yeah. But, um, keep up the good work all right so signing off this is the tall and short of it everything ccc i'm lil dean
1: and i'm big g thank you guys for listening to episode four